Welcome, welcome to another edition of Fade the Deuce. I'm Ryan Evan, joined as always by Kevin Ducey, Matt McCumber. What's up, call, guys? What's up? We call, we call him Money Matt after last week. Money Moco. Man, he, he's coming back at the end of the college season and saying, like, I'm going to show you who the man is. <laughs> Put that sword right in there. Yeah, there we go. He's yeah, nice, four, nice, nice four and one week for Matt, 0 and one on the block. But uh, I was three and two. We were, we were the Michigan Penn State game bit me. That was our difference. difference. Have you have you surpassed Kevin now, or are you guys dead even? We're dead even. Okay, so it's not so 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 Lancelot hasn't actually taken the sword out of him. Not not yet. Okay. We got two weeks left. Yeah. And you know what, folks, for all you Illini fans listening, we're doing the Illinois game today, and we'll probably do it next week too because it's to the, nitty, to the nitty-gritty. So we got to do it. So Kevin is a busy, busy man. He's got important things going on tonight. So we're getting to it right now, and I can't discuss what they are. But here we go. It's Utah and Arizona. And actually, uh, Zona is a one-point favorite. It's a little interesting, you know. Utah, you know, plays played Washington really tough last week in uh, <clears throat> in the uh, monsoon and cloudy darkness of Seattle. You know, it's always that same atmosphere there. It's like cloudy and rainy. You know, thirty-five twenty-eight, um, cl- very close. I know you guys were should have covered. I know you guys were interested in that, right, Kevin? Uh, oh my goodness, missed field goal with two minutes left <laughs> from thirty-three yards. Are you kidding me? Well, and, and a guy, so, and a guy picking up a fumble is, and running it all the way back, and then uh, showboating at the two and dropping the ball, the ball to like the inch yard line was like. Yeah, so it was like Kevin. What was funny is Kevin texts me and goes, "Hey man, we they they need a field goal right now." And I'm thinking they literally just missed a 30 yarder, and he he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, they literally just missed it." He goes, "Are you crapping me?" I was at yeah, I was at I was at this place called a uh, Bar K or Bark in Oklahoma City. It's a new dog park with a bar set up, and like they actually have this whole enclosed area. You just let your dogs go run and play, and you can go get a beer and they had the game on and I was trying to follow it, but it was a really cool place. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was just, I was, ho- I, we were getting ready to leave right when, uh, I think they were attempting the field goal and no bad beats happen, man, whatever. So, yep. um, Arizona held on, uh, got a late field goal to beat uh, Colorado there in Boulder. Uh, so I think they're saying that this is probably going to, I don't know what the, I didn't see the final over a total of what the points are on this, but, I'm assuming this is they're looking at a lower scoring, you know, t- maybe 21, 20 type game. I don't. What, what's the line on that? You guys know? I think it's gonna be like 46, 47 and okay. a half. Is probably my guess. Just, just, but I'm gonna go look at it. 45, 44 and a half. Okay. Yeah. All Typical. right. So I was close. So 23, 20. You know, whatever. So um, we'll start with you, uh, Matt. We'll start with you on this one. Uh, do you think Utah is going to be able to? Uh, use that pretty pretty decent defense, I'd say, considering the offenses they go against against a very surprising Arizona team who's pushed themselves into the top seventeen of the college football playoff. Yeah, I, I think Arizona's come out of nowhere. Uh, they're they're winners of five straight. I think they're one of the hottest teams in the country, and um, they've been playing really well. Uh, scored at least twenty seven points in all five of those games. Um, offense is clicking on all cylinders. They got a maybe a redshirt freshman at quarterback. Um, Fatih or something. Yeah, yeah Fatia, yeah. Um, playing really, really well. I like his game. Um, kind of got a little swag to him. 
Um, and this is going to be, I think Utah has the advantage here. And this is nothing against Bryce Barnes. Um, he's really come on of late and kind of settled in um, for Utah. But I think Utah has got the advantage in quarterback and skill positions or Arizona, sorry, and Utah's got the advantage on the defensive end. Like you mentioned, they're top 20 in first and third down conversions. They're top 20 in rushing D. They're top 20 in scoring D. Uh, they, they've got a great D, and it's been consistent throughout the year. I think this is perfectly handicapped game by Vegas. Uh, minus one, I think it's going to be really close. Um, I wouldn't expect a ton of points, so that, that under is probably looking a little tasty here. Um, I still think it's going to be close, but – I'm going to go with the hot team here in Arizona, and I'm going to take them minus one, one, because they're hot, and two, because they're at home. Um, I just think they're playing really well, and, um, you know, they're they're coming off. Utah's coming off a loss of Washington, and Zona kind of a big win against Colorado, big in the sense of, you know, they, they had to work for it and, and come back a little bit. So I'm taking the hot team. I'm going to stick with Zona. I think they're going for their sixth straight win here. Yeah, this, this is a tough one. You know, I talk about it on the show every week, and I'm a broken record. This is a game that, that you know, flat out, I'm not, I'm not walking up to the window in Caesars and Caesars and, and making a play on it. Uh, but it is intriguing, and it is a very fascinating game. And Zona is one of the best stories in college football. I know he's talking about. You're talking about a program that was dead in the water. Yep. Uh, nobody really thought much of. They're probably picked around the same place as Arizona State. Arizona State is terrible. Garbage. Yeah, and now Arizona's all of a sudden in the in – the, in the top of 17 in the college football playoff. And it's, it's just, it's really a fascinating game to me here. I, it's, it's a little bit contra contracting styles here, but that's, that's Utah just about every time they play somebody in the conference here. Um, and I, it's, it's one of those things I kept looking at this game and I'm like, well, you know, who, who's Arizona beat recently? Well, they've been playing in the Pac-12. It doesn't matter unless you're playing Arizona State, Stanford. Even Cal's been been game for a couple yeah. of games, you know. Um, Colorado, while they're four and six, is is a pretty talented football team. Uh, so every game in this this conference, like I said, outside of uh, Arizona State, and, and what in the world happened to Washington State, by the way? Uh, Arizona, oh, Arizona, Arizona broke them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I was looking at this. I was like, "Well, I think Utah. Utah might be slightly more battle tested, playing the top more of the top teams in the conference." I'm I'm just gonna go with Kyle Whittingham here. I I I don't like taking I don't like taking the the the, the road team here, but I think there's a level of Utah's physicality that is different from every other team in this conference, and I think their ability to run the ball, keep Arizona's skill players off the field, and I think you can force. Fatifa into into some some mistakes here. He is a freshman. He's a little bit slight of build, but he doesn't and he doesn't really run. So he he really is a pocket passer. I look for Utah to to to, to bring a little heat up front and and possibly and, and potentially pull this one out. I see this being something like 24-21 Utah. He's actually he reminds me a lot of like Isaiah Williams, but yeah, he doesn't run like uh he's about the build, build about the build. same. Yeah. Yeah. And and Arizona's still got an outside chance at the Pac-12 championship game. I mean, they're 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 five and two in conference, and we'll talk about what Washington has up coming up. Oregon's got some tough games. I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, they have a very outside chance. They got about as much chance making the the Pac-12 as Illinois does making the Big Ten championship, but it's possible. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, and we'll, I'm looking forward to talking more about that here later because things, some odds have fallen in Illinois' favor, I think. But um, next on the docket, Georgia, Tennessee, and uh, Knoxville. Usually of late the last couple of years, Tennessee's had some big, big wins at home. Um, this year, Tennessee's looking like they could be a four or five loss team if they don't get this one this weekend. Ten and a half point of uh, Georgia is a ten and a half point favorite. Um, it's, you know, Missouri kind of slapped Tennessee around last week. Uh, I know they're going to be bitter about that. And Georgia has looked, you know, vulnerable at times this year, but they always seem to come back and uh, make the big plays. Uh, so Josh Heupel's team, you know, they're going to be pumped and ready. And I was upset this was not a primetime game because it was going to be a home dog in prime time. But since it's a 2.30 kick, Kevin, I already know what you picked. So go ahead. You can start. I wouldn't care if it's in prime time. Yeah, I wouldn't care. I'm not betting against them right now, dude. They, they are flexing. They are flexing their muscle. They haven't lost a college football game since early in 2022. Like this team, Georgia is now granted they had a little bit of fire in their ass last week because they weren't the number one team in the nation coming into last week. Ohio State was whatever. That's so stupid. And they beat the dog piss out of a good Mississippi team, 52 to 17. And yeah. you're playing the t- Tennessee's broken. Tennessee's broken right now. That offense is broken, and you're going to play Georgia with a broken offense. This, this not. This, there's not enough points. I know Knoxville is going to be is going to be loud. It's going to be crazy, but Brock Bowers is back. He is such a difference maker with that offense. Carson Beck is, is like moving up like draft boards now, and you know they got talent on the defensive side of the ball. I listened to DJ Shockey today talk about. Um, he used to play for Georgia back in the day. Talk about the things that Georgia's doing and, and the way that they're executing. They're outscoring opponents 101 to 16 in the third quarter this year. So even if this is a little bit close at half, I think Georgia wears teams down. This is the best team in college football. Michigan might have a say. I, I, I lean that way, especially after what Michigan did last week. I was really impressed with them. They didn't even throw the ball in the second half, I don't think, or like one time, or it was something insane. Uh, it's not I, I, Tennessee's offense is too broken. I see. I see Georgia winning this game, something like thirty-five ten. Yeah, and I I hate to do this because everything that the Deuce just said is a thousand percent accurate. Um, I've been with Georgia the entire season. Didn't want to bet against them. I'm going to go the opposite this week, and I don't love it, but. I'm going to go because Tennessee got absolutely embarrassed last week at Missouri. Good Missouri team, but lost on the road uh, 36 to 7. Played terrible. Couldn't get anything going. Like Kev just mentioned, their offense was broken. Um, they've turned into more of a run team. They got the second best run offense in the SEC and ninth in the nation. So, you know, they can, they can do, able to do that and try to, control the ball here a little bit more. I think it's going to be a very uphill battle, especially at 10 and a half. I mean, I'd like this more at about 17 and a half than 10 and a half, but um, Tennessee is at home. They got embarrassed last week. I like the crowd to keep a minute for the first half. And then I'm going to pray for a cover in the second half and um, see if, you know, I can pull this one out, but don't love it. Like Kev said, I mean, Georgia is clicking on all the cylinders. They do not beat themselves. Um, 
they are the best team in college football right now. So, um, but still, I'm gonna I'm gonna take lean Tennessee here. This is just a um, a hail mary and a prayer. Um, give me the ten and a half for the balls at home. The the one emotional st- standpoint for this is is this really could be Tennessee Super Bowl, right? Uh, that's where yeah. Georgia clinched a spot in the SEC title game against Bama. already. Yep. Yeah, they moved into the number one slot. I mean, there could be some emotions on this that could swing your way. And you're also talking about one of the most impressive home environments in all of college football. A night game might give me pause for the cause uh, because there's just something different about it. But Matt, I, I, the, the emotions of this could swing that way, but I just, I'm not betting against Kirby smart right now. Yeah. No. And, and you're absolutely not to, uh, you're, you're right not to. Um, both of these teams are in the top four in <laughs> offense as points scored and defense. So, I mean, Tennessee can play, but to your point, their <coughs> offense is broken. So they got to figure it out or it will be a bloodbath. I should say it looked broken last week. I mean, they hung 59 on, on, on Connecticut the week before. They hung 33 on Kentucky the week before that. But then yeah. they had back-to-back 20-point outings against uh, Alabama and uh, A&M. So – but I, I just think this is a different animal. I think that the, the dogs and, and Kirby Smarts just kind of prepared differently. Yeah. Well, with that one said, it looks like we're going to move on to a Big 12 clash with some, I think, maybe with with Oklahoma State laying an egg at UCF last week, an absolute egg. And that's sadly, yeah. like, with their losses this year and how bad, it's just Oklahoma State's maybe the most – head scratching team in the country. Um, but Kansas State and Kansas could end up winner being a team that plays itself into the Big 12 title game. Yeah, the um, the, the, the road right now for the Big 12 title it goes through yeah. Austin and Manhattan right now. It looks like Texas and Kansas State if they're able to hold serve. So but have 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 you read all this about the Big 12 changing the rule of tiebreaker? Uh-uh. I, I saw a tweet about it today, but I so, didn't I didn't delve all the way into it. It it is sets it up for Oklahoma State to have the leg up on Kansas State right now. Because they beat Kansas State and they beat it, Oklahoma. Exactly. And so supposedly the Big 12 is claiming, hey, this has always been the, the way it is. We need to clarify what the rule is. K-State fans are taking it as they changed the rule midseason. So there's some contention here. Um, so where, did the, where did the controversy come from if it's always been that way? Is it never happened? It's a clarification of the rule, yeah. Yeah, I and I need to read up more on it. It's just through Twitter, uh, Twitter channels, obviously, but I I don't know. Um, other than I know there's been a lot of discussion. This I still what, follow a is, bunch of – This is what I, what, I, what I do know, though. Kansas State needs to worry about this game and take it serious. I, absolutely, it's, absolutely. Uh, it's in uh, – it's, uh, it's in Lawrence. In Lawrence, correct. Yeah. So it's the final. It's senior night. It is a night game. Both teams in the top twenty-five. Don't know who's starting for Kansas though. Yeah. Jason Bean got hurt last week. Right. And so, then, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You're, you're a Kansan. You know. Tell yeah. Us. Yeah. I mean, lived there four years. Was on the K State sideline. So I know how much this rivalry means in the state. Um, they hate each other. Okay. Um, it's big brother, little brother, a little bit here. Um, and I mean, matter of fact, Kansas State has owned this rivalry the last 14 years. They're 14-0, 14 straight wins. It's hardly been a rivalry because Kansas State just takes it to them every year. 
So basically, I, football and hoops are the complete opposite, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, now, I say that I think this is the best Kansas team to be able to beat a Kansas State team at this juncture in the last 14 years. Now, Jalen Daniels not playing, that sets him down a little peg. Now, if Bean can't play, that sets him down another play. If Bean, if they're down to the third quarterback, this is a 38-17, 38-20 game K-State. I'm here to tell you. Now, if Bean can play, I'm taking, I'm I'm gonna bet on it. I'm taking the Jayhawks plus eight and a half. Rivalry, home dog, prime time, under the lights. It it's too many points for a rivalry game. Okay. And Kansas State's been great. I mean, they dog walked Baylor last week, 59-25. Um, at home, they are a very, very good football team. On the road, it's a little bit of a different team. Will Howard, the quarterback of Kansas State, propensity to a couple turnovers here and there on the road. He did it at Texas. He's done it at other places. I'm going to go with the Jayhawks. I th- again, this is their Super Bowl. They're both 7-3. and three. Both teams have a chance to get in the uh, Big 12 title game. Give me the Jayhawks at home, plus eight and a half. I, 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 Listen to the man. man. Every, and it's home dog in prime time, right? Yeah, right. I, I, and, and I'm 100% in Matt's camp here. I am making this play. I am not making this bet today. I'm making this choice on this show today with the caveat that Bean plays. If Bean does not play, I am not taking that play. Right. But, the most recent update we have in any news cycle is two days ago, Leipold saying he's probably going to play. Yep. That's what we have to go off of right now. And college coaches have this unique ability to just keep everything under wraps. It makes me kind of wonder why Brett Bielema said that Altmaier is a starting quarterback already, but there's, there's, there's reason for it. I know that Brett is not a dumb guy. He's doing this for a reason. But that being said, like today – Bean playing, I'm taking the Jayhawks. It's just everything Matt said. Too big of a spread. Under the lights, huge rivalry. They're gonna they're gonna fight tooth and nail to win that game. They want to yeah. keep those. They want to keep. They want to keep uh, Kansas State out of the Big Twelve championship game as much as they'd like to be in it themselves. They want to keep them out. But if Bean doesn't play, I can't. I can't roll with a th- that third string freshman quarterback from Indiana. No, I'm not doing. No. That. No way. And, you know, this – even though the Illini game, their fifth one on the docket is going to be the most important to us, I think maybe the best game of the week is the next game we're going to do. I think Washington and Oregon State um, up in uh, Corvallis is is the most intriguing game uh, to me. And uh, so it looks like Washington – is a two and a half point favorite, and we're going to start with uh, you on this one, right, Kev? Yep. All right. Washington's a dog here. Oh, Washington's yeah. a dog. Okay. Yeah, funky Washington's... line. Funky line. Yeah. yeah. Funky I thought line. it was two and a half point favorite, but I guess they're the dog. And I okay, being in Corvallis, I can understand. And I mean, it's not like it's a top ten Oregon State team, but still, you know, I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup. Not just because it's a top five versus top 10 team, but because Oregon state, you know, is kind of a, an enigma to themselves at their own. Like they lost to Washington state who has just stunk since then. Right. Right. Uh, it's like they got this big win and then they just stink all of a sudden. Um, and then Oregon state kind of slept a little bit 
at in Boulder and literally let Colorado literally kept it within a score. And, and, and Colorado's, uh, you know, hadn't been able to move the ball the whole game, and they went down and got two touchdowns in like five minutes. So, and then with Washington, they played obviously played a lot better last week, beating a good Utah team. Uh, so, Kev, what do you what, what do you think happens on uh, Saturday evening? I don't like this game hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I everything everything screams to me that that Washington's ability to put points on the board. Oregon State has struggled to put points on the board against legitimate Power 5 football teams at the level that they can keep with Washington. But I heard this today. The last 17 top 10 teams that go into Corvallis, Oregon State has covered 16 times. Wow. What a stat. Now, is that – has Vegas adjusted to that? Like – Oregon State's getting two and a half points. And like Matt says, funky line. Lean into the funk yep. this late in the season. But I, I got the better quarterback. I got yep. the better skill position players. I got a team playing for the CFP. Like, uh, I guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Florida State was in the fourth team, Washington fifth. Or is it? did I get that reversed? No, that's right. Florida State's fourth. Yeah, Florida State's fourth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I think Washington is looking at that and saying, "Dude, what's the what's up?" I don't get that. First of all, like we talked about it already earlier when we talked about the Utah game, Utah and uh, uh, Arizona game. Like the the Pac-12 is murderer's row, man. Like there's so many good teams in that conference. And the ACC, Florida State's last beaten a team of substance win. Yeah, um, Clemson. Clemson. That Clemson wins looking better by the week because Clemson. Better, yeah. Clemson, by the way, is a seven-point favorite over top twenty North Carolina. Carolina, yeah. And I like the Tigers. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm taking Washington here. I just, I just can't bet against them at this point in time. I, I think their ability to score. Oregon State's got a really good defense. Oregon State has shown that they can score. They probably have a better offense than they have a better offense than Utah. This is me just being stupid, but I think that Washington pulls this out by a field goal. I think this one ends up being like 31-28. Yeah, and I am on the same side as Kev here. I'm gonna lean into the funk. Um, I'm gonna take Washington Huskies here. Like he said, you get the better quarterback, better skill positions all around. Oregon State's only faced two teams that are really uh pass heavy. And that's been Washington State with Cam Ward, and he he threw over for 400 yards against them. And uh, Colorado with Sanders was the other one. Um, Other than that, they haven't faced Oregon yet. They play Oregon the the following week, and they still got a chance to be in the Pac-12 title game. But they got to beat Washington, and they got to beat Oregon next week. I mean, real tough. I you know I it's it's a huge uphill battle for them. they rely on Damian Martinez, the running back. Like I said, I think week two or three, this dude's a pro. He had four touchdowns last uh, week out of the backfield. Really good running back. But, um, you know, th- their passing is just not there from a standpoint of production um, as a team like Washington. I don't know if they can keep up. I mean, Martinez might have two touchdowns. He's not going to have four. Um, give me – the team sitting right outside the top five, the CFP, as Kev mentioned. Um, give me the team that's still undefeated. And um, 
give me the team that is go ahead go ahead matt what cat got your tongue brother he's got that fort worth internet baby <laughs> give him the team let me finish for him so let me look at his pick he took, uh, yeah he took the huskies he's absolutely he took, not watching he took the huskies he took uh and then he just decided to be honest man come on man just when you know somebody all right <laughs> you think you know somebody have you been talking to yourself back? you're there you go and you're back yes I don't know. Yeah, you got that Fort Worth internet, man. I mean, seriously, I'm out in Cowtown over here. <laughs> okay, so you took the Huskies, correct? I, I ended up taking the Huskies, yes. I don't know if you knew this, but you cut out the right when you started talking, so you've been gone a long time, man. The but, whole time I cut out? No, no, no. I'm kidding. It was okay. just the very end. Hey, I, I will say it's over under 63 and a half. I love the under here. That's under. That's a number. That's way under, a number. Put half a mortgage on it. Slower paced game. Whoa. <laughs> I would say I, I saw this stat too. Uh, Washington in the last three weeks have upped their rushing production from 24 attempts a game to 36. 12 more carries a game here. They're trying to be more balanced. Um, their running back last week had over 100 yards, two weeks in a row over 100. He went for 250 and four touchdowns against USC. The dude's Dylan Johnson. He's really good. Number seven. Like exactly. two kid play. Exactly. Uh, uh, probably another pro. So they're trying to get him more carries. I, I think this clock runs a little faster here. I, no way. I don't see them getting in the 60s. Well, that leaves down to the game of the week, not the lock of the week, the game of the week. Number five. And here we go. Drum roll, please. <clears throat> a high scoring affair will be happening in Iowa City this weekend. Is Illinois takes on the Fighting Deacon Hills, 2:30 p.m. kick, FS1, 29 and a half point total uh, on the on the spread there, three and a half point favorite Iowa, but Cooper DeGene, probably special teams player of the year if they had one, returner of the year, first team All Big Ten defender. He's the first team All American. Yeah, first team he's All American. He's top up. ten. Top ten on Mel Kiper's big board. Like he's I mean, up. He's up for the Nagurski Award with Johnny Newton. So that's yeah. a big hit. Okay, so it'd be like Illinois not having Johnny Newton. Okay, so it's a big deal. So that to me affects this line. I think at least a point or two. I believe. Um, so, <clears throat> Matt, we're going to start with you. The biggest thing, though, is John Paddock going to be starting for Illinois? Because, because you know, Brett Bielema, again, as Kevin's mentioned, doesn't ever tell anyone, even local media, who the quarterback is. But then today on SiriusXM, decides to tell everybody it's Luke Altmaier. What do you think, Matt? I think it might be a little bit of gamemanship <laughs> here. I think Kev's right. I mean, Brett Bielema is not a dumb individual. Um, I think he knows what he's doing. I am going to say 99.9% that both of these quarterbacks play on Saturday. I think Luke Altmaier will get the start, but I think you will see John Paddock maybe series three, series four. I think he's going to find some way to switch it up um, and maybe have a couple different offensive schemes during a game. I don't know. It might get screwy, but um, 
Listen, I, this is going to be a tough game for Illinois regardless. I mean, we got a top 10 defense in Iowa. Um, they've been phenomenal defensively. Uh, held, you know, Rutgers did nothing last week, 122-0. to zero. Had a chance to cover or go on the over, um, the lowest over in the history of college football, and decided not to, which I was a little surprised on that. Um, but anyways, I mean – both of these teams are coming in playing good ball. Illinois three or four, Iowa five or six. Um, but Iowa has owned this rivalry with the exception of last year. Um, Illinois, Illinois is on a winning streak. <clears throat> they are. Um, but, you know, 16 to 20 for Iowa here. And especially at Kinnick, the Illini usually do not fare <laughs> very well there. Um, do, you believe in, do you believe in teams being due for one, though? Like I do. I do. Okay. Um I, I I don't think this is, you know, a 22 nothing game or anything close to that. I think at the maximum, it's 17-10 Iowa. Um, I think Illinois scores um, and can score against the Hawks, but um, their defense is going to have to find a way to stop them. I've just seen too many Illinois games at Iowa to take the Illini here. So I'm going to take the Hawks. Minus three and a half. Deacon Hill's been better. He's figured out how to pass a little bit. He was 20 for 31 last week. He had over 220 yards. Um, better. I didn't say good. Um, but I'm going to take the Hawks minus three and a half. And, you know, <clears throat> Kev, I just got to, you know, I just want you to just preach to the people here. I'm going to give you your own time here. Hold on a second. I'm trying to zoom in on you. Go ahead, Kev. You don't want to zoom. You don't want to zoom in on me. <laughs> yeah, we do. We want to see that mug, baby. Come on. All right. So, so before the show, when we asked the picks, I took, <laughs> I took Iowa minus three and a half. But then I reckon reconciled back to what I said on Sunday night. I picked Iowa to win this game twenty to seventeen. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to take Illinois plus the three and a half here. Oh, he's pulling the rug out. Yeah, I'm going to take Illinois to cover the spread but lose the game. Here. Just a hook, right? But I love the over in this one. I really do, and, and there's a couple reasons why I love the over. Number one, Illinois can't tackle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, right – I mean, I worry about Iowa's run game. Now, if Illinois decides that they're going to push nine people in the box, then that's great. Other thing, it's going to be perfect weather in Iowa City. It might be the best ever weather day for, like, November 19th in the history of <laughs> Stadium. Yes, Illinois has not won there since Kirk Kittner was quarterback. It was 1999. He was a sophomore. That was the Micron PC Bowl team. I do want to say one thing, though. Iowa has won 16-20 in this rivalry. Illinois still holds the overall series advantage. By two. <laughs> yeah. We don't hold a lot of those in the Big Ten. We'll take that one to heart. It, it actually it actually bothers me that Minnesota owns the overall series advantage, so I had to throw that in there. Neither, um, of, you, neither of you are picking Illinois to get the dub. Okay. No, I'm not. It, it, listen. You know, I'm not I'm not from Missouri, but I, I've lived in states most of my life that border it. So show me, right? You got to show me at this point. <laughs> time. Damn, he's been waiting 44 years for that. Put it no, on a T-shirt. No, no but, but but I want to get back to like the first question you asked, Matt. Now, like, do I, I think that Brett said we're going to rally behind Luke as part of this team? I think Luke lets it rip a little bit. I do think, and I said this on Sunday night on uh, Keeping Orange with Luke, that Luke's legs you got to get a little unconventional against mm -hmm. Iowa's defense. And I do think Dijon being out hurts. Like, I, I think I, – I, I'm not sure – I mean, I wish we could bring Riley back on afterwards and be like, hey, dude, are they going to move Dijon? 
with with their system, do they put like Dijon on Isaiah Williams, or do they or they just put him on the left side and say I don't give a shit? Uh, no, in Iowa, they probably just put him on the left side and don't care. I just don't. I just. I can't pick pick Illinois to win here. They might cover 17-14, 2017, something like that. There's just no way, guys, that without DeGene, they they can't figure out how to get past the ball and get over the top a little bit. Illinois can absolutely win this game. They can. They need need the turnover fairy. They They need that game. They need the Illini turnover. He talks about it, the turnover fairy game, the magical turnover fairy game. This does change the dynamic of we're probably not going to get a punt return for us for a touchdown. And now that I spoke, it's probably going to freaking happen. It's over. Uh, right. And Illinois now has this, this dynamic of three weeks ago, it was you got to stop Illinois' run game. And, and granted, it was with a different quarterback, but I think Illinois may have found something. I don't know if it's in the play calling. I don't I don't know what, but I think Altmaier is going to let it rip a little bit. But I do think both quarterbacks will play. Uh, I also think that it, that we're going to be like, hey, listen, while Altmaier's in there, we're going to run some read option. And if you get knocked out of the game, we'll let four play. Yeah. <laughs> and, but and Illinois uh, keeps it within the field goal. I'll take that. So I honestly think that uh, we are going to see both quarterbacks too, like you said, uh, <clears throat> Matt. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but reasons. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's clumsy people around here. Anyway, um, so, uh, Mr. Magoo, I'm, I'm doing a show. Thank you. Um, so I think that you're going to see the, the legs of the read option definitely of Luke. But I think there's going to be some scenarios where with Paddock, he passes the ball. Um, he reads it. I think he reads the field a lot quicker, and it gets he the ball quicker. To me, with a big pass rush that I was going to have, I just don't think that's going to come into play. Like, and I just don't see how that can't factor in, especially with a guy coming off a concussion. Call me crazy. That's just what I think. Yeah. All right. Let's move to the locks of the week. Matt, you were 0-1 last week. Kev, how did you do? Well, we ended up doing two, remember? <laughs> oh, that's right. We did do two. You did so. You were zero and one. What were I was one and one. That's right. Because I took Northwestern, and they were fourteen and a half dogs and outright one. (laughs) Did I take Oklahoma State? I mean, I took uh, UCF. Was that my second one? You better hope you picked UCF. Yeah, I can't remember. (laughs) I have to go back and watch you through that. Check the tape. So, uh, it's anybody who's watching here, we we write all these out, we send them in, we talk about this ahead of time. So, I threw the curveball last week with adding the second lock. So, I'd have to go back and actually, we didn't write it down. I'll go back, I'll watch the end of the show last week and I'll share it. I'll share it with everybody. So, Kev's going to start out with his lock of the week. He was three and two overall last week. And, and I missed my lo- I missed the the one lock I did miss. I said I had BYU plus seven against Iowa State. Oh yeah, that was. I just have a feeling we're gonna keep getting BYU brought up. I just it's something about it. I just feel it. Not it's, so fast. Oh, <laughs> I'm right. changing my pick. <laughs> oh okay. All right. My man below me, as I'm looking at it, he's pretty smart, and he and I on the same page on something. I am gonna go with. Washington, Oregon State under 63 and a half points. I do like 
BYU Oklahoma over 57 and a half. But as I think about that game, that's a really big number. I don't know if BYU can score enough for that. But OU's minus 24 and a half. Oklahoma's minus 24 and a half. I hate doing that at Provo, but they showed like, BYU just all of a sudden the wheels are damn near falling off. Yeah, fall off. I, I think Oklahoma might put up 50 of their own this week. Um, and so I kind of like, I really like OU minus 24 and a half. I'm probably <laughs> going to do the same game parlay on that one and take OU and the over. But I'm, I'm going with my lock of the week. I really like the under 63 and a half, Washington, Oregon State. Both teams um, really are, are like, like Matt said, 34, 36 rushing attempts a game. It's going to slow the game down. Oregon State most definitely wants to slow the game down. Washington yeah. is going to have to protect Penix. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take Washington, Oregon State under 63 and a half. That, that game is going to be in the low 50s. you got plenty of leg room there, I think. Yeah. I think it's like a 31-23, a you know, 33-24 game, something like that. Well, Matt, what say you? Come on, shock us. Don't no more margarita specials. Come on, we want straight from the brainiacs bot. What do you got for us? Straight from the dome. You're tied with Kevin. You're trying to win. I sure am. I am gonna go out to the high South Plains of Texas. Man, it's it's pretty dusty. <laughs> it sure is. We got a lot of tumbleweeds rolling through town. <laughs> but I'm going to take those Texas Tech Red Raiders minus two at home versus a UCF team coming off a absolute shellacking of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. 45 to three. They've never been out to Lubbock. They don't know what to expect. They're at the AT&T Jones Stadium. Give me the Red Raiders minus two at home at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Weird time. I'm, I'm going Red Raiders. I think UCF didn't know what hit them. And Red Raiders coming off a nice win at KU last week. Give me the Red Raiders. Red Raiders got his pistols ready. <laughs> yeah. Pistols up. I like I like that pick for the same reason last week both Matt and I were on UCF against Oklahoma State. It, it's let down Saturday. It and, is. Uh, and they're traveling. I mean, that is a freaking haul. They yeah. are traveling two-thirds of the way across the country. People go to Orlando heard, to Lubbock. It's a long freaking way. I've heard I've heard there's nothing but you and your thoughts on the way to Lubbock. Uh, that that's the damn truth. And once you get about an hour outside, it's nothing. It is nothing but oil rigs and nodding donkeys. That's it. And tumbleweeds. I mean, yeah, you know, right. tumbleweed. goodness, man. That's hey, it, it could be snowing at 10 a.m. and 75 degrees at 2 p.m. You never know out in West Texas. Oh, my goodness. Weird weather, weird people, weird things. Yes. Oh, I would have to ask Terrence Shannon about it. I'm like, tell me about Lubbock. <laughs> yeah, I would I would love to hear. Her. I've been out there for work and I've been out there when we I was at K-State and we, you know, we had to play in, in Lubbock. So I've been out there a handful of times. And that's you were on the sideline when old Bob Knight was. I'm just kidding. I wish. Right. That yeah, would have been great. Yeah, that was he retired about four years before that, I think. Yeah. Um, yep. So uh that'll do it, I think, for those picks. Um, any fun late night ones? Uh any well, how about this? I will say this. We can't do Maction, but how about Toledo coming back from 18 down last night in the fourth quarter to beat, 
10 and 1 to beat Bowling Green to capture an outright East, I think, East Division title. They were going to win it, I think, anyway, but it's outright. It's 10 and 1. And what that separates for them, if they keep winning, they have a very good shot to be ranked before the season's over in that college football playoff. <laughs> and if Tulane slips, I really feel like if Tulane loses, Toledo's that next team that's going to bump up into the college football playoff rank. Nobody else there. There's no one else there to get that group of five slot. Yeah, uh, James Madison did not. Yeah, and they got denied their waiver. They got denied the waiver. They would have been the one that I would have been – it would have been a pretty easy one. But if um, if Tulane slips and loses one, uh, it looks like to me, I think Toledo's that team that's going to get that group of five spot. So it's crazy, man. Just just wild to think. And uh, that was a, a wild finish last night. Any late night games, though? I know you guys like to make some fun mentions of them. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking. I mean, the late night ones are New Mexico at Fresno State and San Diego State at San Jose State. They're they're not good. So I know New Mexico State. Pavia's got an interesting, fun quarterback. He seems to be doing a lot. Jerry, it's, Kittle, it's New Mexico. Oh, against New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Detroit minus eight versus the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I, I mean that 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 that's some some action I'd look at this week in the NFL. Uh, the Dolphins are favored by thirteen. That's a big number. Uh, I know I, Ryan give you credit last week. Yeah, last you week you were on the Cowboys there. Put the uh, mortgage on it. Yeah, I did. Dolphins, we're, getting, we're getting a new home. So yeah. <laughs> I was watching that game like this. Like she was looking at me like. I'm like, don't worry. <laughs> Lions, <laughs> Lions, Bears over 48. Like, um, even, even if the Bears, the Bears have the number one rush defense in the NFL in yards per carry against, which is mind boggling to me. But I, I think that Justin Fields adds a little bit of opportunity for the Bears to score there. So, um, Justin so- Fields is done. SDR, what's up, my man? Appreciate you always chiming in here. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's good. Us but, in fields, <laughs> but, but, he, but he can he, he can actually uh, like throw the ball downfield and and maybe move the offense and the offensive lines a little bit better. I think I think there's some scoring done there, but I think that that game ends up being like 35-24 Detroit. I got to get Sean Garner's positive energy in here. Um, here we go. Illinois beats Iowa. Yeah, there we go. Um, so. We want to make this mentioned, and we're going to get the address or the P.O. box for everybody. So this is logistics for next week. So do we need to do the show Tuesday, Matt? Because I know you got some important stuff going on next week. Do yes. You, yes. You want to do I'll the miss. show? Do you want to do the show Tuesday? Yeah, that should work. How uh, about this? Oh, how yeah. about this? How about this? Can we ask Matt to jump on? Keeping it orange and blue on Monday night, and we put in fade the deuce picks along with it. So you can just have Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. yeah, that'd be good. That, I'd like that. Okay, so we can just do it all together, so we don't have to do two shows next week. Yeah, let's do okay. that. That's fine. Um, and I want you guys to know, send any uh, gifts or whatever. We're gonna get you a PO box, Matt, where people can send wedding gifts. <laughs> any, any, uh, hey, do you guys have a uh, wedding registry or anything like that? For yeah, me? take take all the money that you won this year, follow it, tail and Matt, and, yeah, and, right. and ten percent of that, and send my man a gift. It so, would probably be about even, but you know, without I'm not going to tell anybody where, when, how. But uh, next week, Mister our, our guy right here getting married, so it's perfect, awesome, right around Thanksgiving. So that's why we won't be doing a show. 
So I just wanted to give him a little hard time about the wedding registry. Cause you know, I mean, that's a big deal. We got plenty. Trust me. <laughs> I have big money over here. He's like, I don't, we don't need it. It's like, <laughs> I appreciate it though. Good. All right. So that's it's settled Monday night. We're going to do keeping it orange and blue. And you know, we'll probably just, maybe we can just have Matt do the whole show with us. What do you think? That's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, Matt have Matt on keeping it orange and blue. Break down the Iowa game with us. Look ahead to the Northwestern game, and then we'll throw in the fade of the deuce five picks on the back end. We probably won't get as granular with the picks for time yeah. constraints, but yeah, we'll get we'll do that. Okay, okay. that sounds good, good to me, guys. All right, guys, have a good rest of your week. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, you guys can follow and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave your comments and reviews on there as well. So swami out. Yeah, hey, and subscribe, hit the like button, smash it, smash that like button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smash, that button. smash yeah. that button like like Johnny Newton smashes Wisconsin quarterbacks. <laughs> if you get, and if you can't afford to gamble, don't gamble, Johnny Wagons. Don't do <laughs> That's it. right. And I'm gonna get that one eight hundred gambling number on here soon. All right. Don't do it if you ain't got the flow. One eight hundred. Don't risk it. All right. Swami don't do out. the biscuits. <laughs> uh, I hello. I and I. Yeah. <laughs>